Do you want to have fun, change your life, and change the world in seven days? Welcome to Dance Our Dreams, where I playfully fuse music, motivation, and healing our planet through simple weekly experiments that help you achieve your big dreams and the big dream of our planet, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Aloha. I'm DJ Valerie B-Love, the vibe goddess. Our world needs us to take bold action now, and I believe every little thing we do adds up to make a big difference. Y'all ready to be the change you wish to see? All right, let's rock this. All right, what's up, Aloha Love Tribe? This is DJ Val, and I have got somebody super special who I've known for several decades back in uh, San Diego, and he really inspired me with something that he does did with his friends, and I still want to know if you do this, Darren, the, the paint nights, but Darren is an epic artist and he teaches art. He's been teaching art to adults and kids and creating curriculum for people to get in touch with their creative spirit. So Darren Cohen, what's up? Thanks for being here. Hey Val, happy to be here. Hello. <laughs> so I want to talk about paint night. Like that was something that I was, you know, I, I was so inspired that you and your crew did paint night. Do you, are you guys still doing that? And tell us what paint night is and was. Well, so, um, I would describe Paint Night Group as a, a loose disorganization of, of artists. And, um, you know, we would get together once a week and make art and show together. And we did a lot of collaboration, uh, which, uh, you know, I think was has been a really amazing part of what I bring to the table when I teach. Um, but uh, sadly, we are not meeting as often as we used to. We still are all in contact, but... Uh, you know, some some of us have have scattered to the winds to you know the four corners of the world, and others are just got involved in uh, work and family, and uh, we just aren't the carefree twenty uh, year olds that we that we used to be. Yeah. So, How does that fit in for you as an artist? You're a dad now. Congratulations, and man. you know, and a hubby, and you know, when we were the free carefree spirits back in the nineties and our burners crew and everybody, you know, it was mm -hmm. so like, well, of course we can make time to do art with our buddies and we can do all these things. How do you, how do you integrate these things in your life? Cause clearly it's, it's part of your medicine and part of your message on this planet. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I am at my core kind of a lazy person. And uh, one of the things I've had to realize for myself is that uh, just like exercise, um, making art is something that I need to do or mm. my life gets out of balance. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just like, uh, you know, you need to exercise or you're going to, you're going to get unhealthy. You're going to, um, you know, get sick or, or, you know, be weak or, you know, it, there's just lots of problems that happen. So, uh, even though I, I I'm not really big on exercise, like I, I do it every day because it is something that is crucial to me and it's the same thing with creating um so i uh am disciplined I try to be disciplined about doing it just like i try to be disciplined with exercise and so as as an artist and a, you know a dj and my art form is you know sonic more than than tangible but even though i do make some i make some mosaics i made that little mosaic behind me right there it's pretty badass I, yeah i like that pretty cool but yeah. um but like, I know I've been uh, guilty and I imagine a lot of the listeners are guilty of like, well, 
I need to feel inspired before I go make my art or before I go do my thing. How do you, sounds like you've developed a practice that you're not listening to, you know, just letting it be dictated by inspiration, but being dictated by the discipline. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I would say that, you know, one of the most valuable things I teach are these four rules of creativity, where the basic concept behind it is that rather than waiting to be inspired, you know, and then creating as a result of that, you just start creating and then the inspiration comes. So by, by making something, it forces you to become more creative. And, you know, when we talk about creativity, I, I think what we're really talking about is generating uh, lots of original ideas. The faster you can generate lots of original ideas, the more creative you are. So this is sort of, uh, you know, like I said, it, you can you can wait and wait and wait for inspiration to strike. And um, yeah. you're going to be waiting a long time. Or you can <laughs> start making something without even needing to know what it's going to be. Yeah. And, and then it's, it's a game. And, and so I have these four rules. I'll just, I'll run them down and sort yeah, of, let's hear it. that sounds good. So rule number one is have fun. Uh, if you can make your creative endeavor, whatever it is into a fun thing, then uh, you know, you're more likely to access imagination, which is where you find these creative ideas. You know, if you think of imagination as kind of this this big vessel that just has all these ideas that have ever been or ever will be, and we have this little periscope that goes up into this thing or the straw or whatever, and if we can make that straw bigger so we can take in more of that information from the imagine, imagination, then, uh, you know, we can have more ideas. So if you're having fun, it, you know, when I think of the things that are fun for me, it's a lot about you know, reading, reading a book or catching a movie or playing a video game, you know, these things that engage us. And, you know, it all kind of comes down to stories. People love stories. And so, um, you know, if you can get into that, that mindset of, of uh, you know, making something or, you know, having a good time while you're making this thing, then you're going to be able to access imagination and become inspired the same way that you access imagination when you're watching a good movie or reading a good book and you get inspired from that, you know, or a sunset or whatever it is that you're, that you're taking in with your senses. Love it. So number one, have fun. Have fun. Love it. Number two, uh, make one decision at a time. Mm. Uh, it's sort of, trying to keep you into the present tense. Uh, so lots of times when I'm making art, I'll, uh, I'll make a decision uh, that needs to happen at that time, uh, or I'll consider a lot of decisions and I'll discard those decisions and then make a decision. But then later on in the painting, I'll look at it again and I'll make the decision that I discarded earlier because that's what it requires at that moment, but it didn't need it earlier. So it's always about trying to stay in that moment and doing what that piece of art needs right at that moment, rather than thinking too far ahead, uh, you know, trying to make this plan. So make one decision at a time. Um, and number three goes right with that, which is uh, make decisions that you like. So mm. this actually requires you to stay mindful with what you're doing. Uh, especially with little kids, a lot of times when I'll be making art with them or, the, you know, I'll, I'll be coming around and, you know, suddenly they're just like scribbling up in the corner of their page 
and you know they're not really thinking about what they're doing they're just they're just kind of scribbling and and it's like no you have to really stay mindful and think about why you're doing that and whether you like what you're doing or not and uh you know this also kind of requires you to i, I think a lot of people lo- know what they like and they don't like but they don't really understand why yeah. so you know you have to sort of uh depending on what it is that you're making, like in painting, there are the um, uh, elements and principles of design, which are these sort of um, uh, guidelines for how something looks. So for example, contrast is a principle of design, which is when eliminating sameness, right? Like something really big and something really small or something black next to something white contrast. Mm -hmm. That's the principle. And then you use the elements of design, like shape, line, color to fulfill that. So for example, I can use color to create contrast. So you look at a painting, you say, Oh, I see that that paint that that artist used uh, contrast in this way. And then you decide, do you like it or do you not like it? And if you like it, then that's something you can take and apply into your own work. And if you don't like it, then you can avoid it. So kind of understanding what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it and if you like it or not. And then um, rule number four is uh, always try to improve your creation. Mm. You know, always try to to make it better. Uh, I, I like to talk about uh, getting stuck, you know, when you get stuck and sort of what you do when you get stuck. Uh, that can help lead you to finishing the piece. And so for me, it's about standing back, looking at a painting and thinking to myself, okay, uh, what is it that I like about this painting? And so those are areas that I don't touch. I leave those. And then I think to myself, what are the areas that I find distracting in a negative way? What would I change? And then I have strategies for thinking about how I want to change that thing. And inevitably, when you take care of big problems, then it reveals all these little problems and then you take care of the little problems and then suddenly you've finished and you're done. How do you know when you're done with your art, your piece of art? When, when there's, when I no longer see anything that's distracting me in a negative way. So everything's at it. And I'm like, okay, this is, everything is working for me right now. Don't, you know, that's why I say, if you like an area, just don't touch it. It could change later. Later on, you might do something somewhere else in the painting and you need to do something in that area that you liked previously. You can go back in at that point, right? Make one decision at a time. And then you make that change. And then hopefully that area is taken care of again and and everything, you know, you you build your canvas up until it's, you you don't want to do too much. You don't want to overwork it. Yeah, that's actually Same with music, I would imagine. It's always like, yeah, you go back and well, and for me, like when I DJ, I I never have played the same set twice. And so I don't, it's not like, okay, here's my set. I'm going to go in and I'm going to constantly tweak. I might like play a couple different records in a row that I know are good chunks that go well together and they, you know, do this thing. So I might try to be better at those mixes, but it's like going back and trying to like recreate a set, you know, it's just sort of like, nope, I might, you know, it's, so it's, it's different. How do you think art can change the world and save our planet? Well, I mean, I, I, I you know, before I think we started, I, I sort of mentioned that I see art as this, as, as something that is healing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I work with um, injured military people at the, uh, at the Naval Hospital here in San Diego. I do workshops with them. 
Wow. Uh, I, I work with under underserved schools. So I, I work with a lot of kids that, that are, you know, in from challenging backgrounds. And uh, so I've seen what making art can do for these people, how they feel after, after making it. And, and I see the, the healing that happens. And I mean, if you go online and you just do a search about, uh, you know, um, about wellness and art, I mean, even just looking at a beautiful picture mm-hmm. does something to the brain chemistry in your head and makes you feel good and is, is, is good for your well-being. Making art is even more so because you're, you're activating all the areas of your brain. And in fact, uh, you know, as uh, science about flow state has started to come out more and more, I've seen how that links in with uh, my four rules of creativity and how that is, you know, I achieve flow state all the time when I'm, when I'm making art. And so, uh, you know, a lot of what I teach has been about uh, achieving flow state through, through making art, which is, you know, flow state is basically this feeling of, of effortless, effortlessness, timelessness, selflessness, and richness. Like it's almost like being on a drug or something. And, uh, so yeah, I think that people like that. I think people crave that. And I think that, that people, uh, want to feel productive. They want to, they want to make things, they want to do things. And, um, so, you know, if, if I think if you're making something and you're wanting to share it and, and it's making you feel better and it's making them feel better, then uh, you know, it, it, it's a great thing. And, you know, unfortunately, if, if people don't channel that energy into something creative, they can also, it gets channeled sometimes into destructive things. And I see that a lot with, you know, my, my younger students, um, you know, from these challenging backgrounds that I was talking about where, you know, they have these behaviors and it's, it's, uh, you know, if you can channel it into a creative direction, then I think you avoid, you know, be a creator, be a maker, not a destroyer. And, and yeah. I think that that makes the world a better place. Definitely. And I think of just, you know, as you're talking about that with the kids that you were working, that you work with, you know, I think of graffiti artists and kids who t- versus kids who tag stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are kind yeah. of a different mentality. And it's sort of, I think as the human spirit wants to be seen, like we mm-hmm. want to be recognized and seen as humans. And so whether it's, through art or through being a chef or a politician or a doctor or whatever it is. It's like, there's this longing for our voices to be heard, you know, through, through these different forms of expression. And again, if we're not expressing ourselves in a healthy way, in a creative, positive way, mm. it still is going to come out in some kind of an expression, like you said, and it can be destructive because, you know, we're just, we're getting sideways in that, that energy flow. So. Right, right. They want the attention. It doesn't matter if it's negative or positive, right? Yeah. And it's not just, you know, and, and it's like, it's a natural human desire to be seen. It's not yes. about, yes. oh my God, I have to have my tits on fire or whatever, even though that's kind of fun. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen you like that. Once I think there's been something like that somewhere back in the old days. But, you know, it's just like whatever that version is, you know? And so it's like tapping in and saying yes to your creativity, even if you think, you can only draw a stick figure, you know, right. there's, you, you got to start somewhere. 
you got to start somewhere and you can learn techniques, obviously. Like I didn't know how to DJ before I DJed. I'm like, oh my God, it sounds like shoes in the dryer. What the heck is this? It's awful. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, you just got to get in and, and learn. There's ways to learn. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about, um, let's talk, let's give the, the audience an experiment this week. We talked about your four principles. What do you think is something they can do one simple thing each day to just, you know, tap in and say yes to some creativity for themselves? Uh, let's see. I mean, I, I guess I would, I would, like I make it, a, I, I make it a game lots Ooh, of times. Cool. Okay. You know, like, like, uh, you know, if you can, if you can, one game that, uh, that, uh, surrealists would do is they would have a piece of paper and then drop a piece of string on it. And then they would, you know, sort of draw where the, the, the curves and stuff of the string were. And then they try to make an image out of that thing. Mm, okay. So that's, that's kind of a, a, a fun open thing. You know, when I, when I play games like that with, with my students, I tell them that, uh, you know, we're trying to make this into a funny picture, try and make it something funny so that that sort of makes them have this more fun attitude about it. And to also explain that it doesn't have to be a great image in order to be funny, you know, right. some of the best, you know, in, uh, little comics, you know, far side comics or whatever, pretty crude. So, you know, you could actually do a crude drawing and have it turn out funny and have it be this big win just from this little squiggle on a piece of paper. So that, that can be a good way to just get going. Or, I mean, some people really feel like they want to end up with a, a picture of something, a thing, you know, and I would just encourage people to find a, a photograph or, or even a drawing by another artist that uh, they respond to and are engaged with and just try to pick out the, sh the main shapes that they see and then break those main shapes down into smaller, sh the smaller shapes that they see that make up the image and just see if they can, if they can copy it a little bit and have a little bit of success with that. I mean, I think I've had really great luck uh, with students when I'm, I'm, you know, we go step by step and I show them a step and then they copy and, you know, they feel a little more, I don't know. It's something that, that, that's just, it's, it's, it makes, it makes it easier to have a guide sometimes, but you know, the thing is, it doesn't have to be about making art. It could be about making a recipe. I think that if you, yeah. if you make a sandwich, then that is a creative act because you know, I'll be making a sandwich and I'll say, Ooh, I've got that great bread. I'm going to get that bread and I'm not just going to get that bread. I'm going to toast it in the you know toaster oven really quick. And yeah. then I know I've got mayo and I'm going to get some sriracha in there and I'm going to squirt that on. And I've got that, you know, it's like you're, you're, this is what I'm talking about. You're creating, but as you're creating, you're becoming inspired because you're, because of just the act of making something. So yeah, I, I think it could be anything and it could be, it could be that, that paper that, that you have to do for, you know, your college class or, you know, your, that report for your company or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I think if you can apply those four rules, you'll have, you'll get more ideas and, and you'll be able to, to make something cool. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think about too, just even like little areas in our house, it's kind of like you can, make a little vignette or a little altar or anything like, okay, I'm going to take one little flower and put it here. And like any little thing you can do to like add a little art and beauty and creativity to your day, you Definitely. know, 
in, in all areas, you know? Um, My my daughter, she collects rocks and mm. got all these rocks and she arranges them in different ways and, you know, stacks them and puts them on, you know, it's exactly what you're talking about. Yes. It's so fun. Face beautiful, you know, make, make it interesting, make it, you know, you see that feather, take that feather home, put it in a vase or, you know, you know, it's just like you can endlessly be creative in life. I think you could sweep a floor in a creative way. I, I think that yeah. any, anything can be elevated to the level of art if it's done well. Yeah. With any intent, with that intention of yeah, like, I want to, I want to be involved in this moment and creating something and could be weird or funky or ugly, but just do a dance. Just yeah. do something. Yeah. Do some, do the funky chicken. Um, <laughs> speaking of a dance, your song of the week, what'd you pick? I got it here. Yeah. I picked uh summertime rolls, James addiction. Why? I just, I, I think it's very poetic. Like I love the, the lyrics are amazing. And the uh, build, like the way the song just builds on itself, it starts so quiet and sort of soft. And then, um, you know, it just like reaches this crescendo of, mm. of, of you know, Perry kind of yelling, you know, screaming these lyrics and, and, and the guitar is heavy and the beat is going. And I just, it's inspiring to me. I just, I love it. And then it suddenly, it brings it back down again and nice and soft and quiet. So there we're talking about contrast, right? Mm-hmm. You have it in music too. You have really loud, faster parts and then the soft, gentle parts. And that sort of contradiction is really cool and interesting and fun for me. I, I, I love that song and I love the summer and I love the feeling that, that the, the, the lyrics and I, it just all works together. So awesome for me. And so when I do, you know, I, like I said, I do some art and I do a little painting, but I love, I do love to put certain kinds of music on when I'm working, you know, or yeah. creating and doing art. Do you have sure. certain music that you like to listen to? And do you notice does your art come out differently if you're listening to certain music? Um, I mean, I put on lots of different kinds of music and I would say, huh, I, I, I it doesn't, unless that's my intention is to listen to the music and have that impact the painting. It doesn't really, it's more of like, you know, like, like I'll listen to parliament and just be, you know, George Clinton is this musical genius and he made this music and, and, and it's so good and it just drives me to want to make something really good. Nice. And so that's kind of my, all of the, Jimi Hendrix, uh, the Beatles, uh, any, you know, uh, I, I could, uh, Jane's Addiction, um, Johnny Cash, uh, Bob Marley. I, you know, I just, I, I, I real broad taste. Um, I love it. Well, and your art, so I've been looking at your art. You, you have obviously expanded over the years, like all the pieces that you've created. I'm like, holy cow. Like there's something that though you have a, there's, I can, I can't always tell if it's a Darren Cohen piece, but like you have a signature vibration in your art and the way that you fill things in and use light and the shapes and things. And they're very, I don't, I, I'm not going to try to compare you to anybody cause I'm not super, you know, like, Oh, Picasso, but you're just, you have a very interesting, cool, unique style. Are you wearing what your t-shirt? Is this t-shirt from you? Is that a yeah, piece this of yours? Is, I'll stand up a little bit. You can see okay, it's cool. one, of, one of my paintings and, and uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like when you're in the, in, it's awesome. By the you know, way. You're a painter and, and you just want to paint and make art and maybe teach others how to make art. But then there's this whole business 
side of things that you have to kind of navigate and figure out, okay, well, this is what I like, but, and this is what I want to do, but it's not necessarily valued as much in, in, uh, you know, the society that we live in is, or at least there's a very small number of people that are valued in it. And then there's everybody else who's just like trying to figure out a way to make it, you know, make it work for them. And so this is just one of the ways that I, I, it's, you know, I make so little off of it, honestly, it's more of a way of just getting the art out, out there and giving people a way, an affordable way to, you know, be able to support me and, and have something cool on their back. And, and, you know, yeah, it's badass. Well, and, and so just circling back to art night and or paint night group. Um, yeah. I remember when you told me about that many, many years ago, I was, you said you can't work on your business projects. Like you can't work on commercial stuff. It was more art for art's sake. So it wasn't like, Oh, I have to go do, you know, I'm working on this thing. I got to finish it. I got a deadline. It seems like it was more of this, like, like I said, art for art's sake. And so definitely coming out of, obviously you have a brand and you have a certain kind of vibe that you put out, but that seems like that'll give you more of a playground or a laboratory for really experimenting and having permission with others and collaborating, you know, and, and just seeing what the heck is possible, you know? I mean, you know, at, at the, at, at its very core, it was just, um, friends getting together, catching a buzz and, and trying to make some cool stuff. And you know, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. And, and, you awesome. know, luckily we had this physical residue of uh, work that, that we made and, you know, yeah, we, I mean, we made some, some, some significant work as a group that, that, uh, you know, I mean, impacted some uh, I don't know how many people it impacted I think it impacted all of us in a really positive way and then hopefully people who saw it uh, enjoyed it for what it was and you know I mean I would say when it comes to making art uh, my my biggest hope when someone looks at it would be that they would be um, inspired to make something or be kind of transformed in some ways really lofty kind of goals but that would be the the thing that i would want the most and the thing that that i hope at the very least is that it could take them out of their default mode and bring them into the present moment to really experience that piece of art and and take it in and you know forget about their daily life for for a moment or two yeah i so, love that you know i i don't know i who knows how successful that is, but, but, uh, but, but we try. It does though. When you see art, you know, whatever, like it, whether, again, whether it's a sunset or a piece of beautiful artwork that you painted or a sculpture or, you know, a building, you know, it's like, it does, it gives you hope and possibility and wonder, you know, and, and we need that. Like even in these microdoses of those experiences. And so I think art is, you know, definitely part of my life. And I think, it can definitely help the planet. So let's talk about the, um, you, of course, every, a lot of people support all the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. There's 17 yeah. of them. Um, but I, I, um, number four is, is, you know, quality education. And I think that aligns with the nonprofit uh, and the organization that you teach with. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, you know, basically you have uh, kids all over the place that are starving for art education. Yeah. You know, kids that have never used watercolors, never used oil pastels, and um, 
you know, we have been communicating through images since we lived in caves and couldn't communicate through words yet, you know? So it's like this really, uh, I think you can look at it as um, art is a text, uh, just like, uh, uh, you know, words on a page or, uh, you know, even math is a text, right? You have two things. Mm -hmm. Take music two more things yeah. than it for, right it, it, it's a so there's there's a, a a storytelling aspect to it that i think is a real natural fit for for kids especially who maybe don't even who can't read or write yet and yeah. so uh yeah I, I think i think that uh i'm i feel really honored to be a part of uh of, of uh, um, arts for learning san diego uh, that's a nonprofit that I, that I work for. And, and, and actually it's, it, you know, it's inspiring me to maybe start my own nonprofit that, that is a little more specific to the things that I do. So cool. uh, yeah, it's great. I love it. So I'm going to have all the links here, guys, in the show notes um, at djvalorbelove.com forward slash podcast. And so we'll have Darren's show notes and all the links. Where can everybody find you, Darren? Like what are you on social uh, websites? Uh, yeah, Instagram is a good one. Uh, just my name, Darren Cohen. And then um, my website is darrencohen.com. Uh, and, um, you know, Facebook, Darren Cohen. Awesome. And it's D-E-R-O-N, guys. D-E-R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N.com. Uh, yeah. And so, um, all right. One last thing. Any? Sure. Any one last thing you want to share with this little love tribe of ours before we rock and roll? Uh, I would just say, uh, you know, make something, create something, share it with others. Uh, if you have that gift, it's a selfish thing to keep it to yourself. Spread mm -hmm. it out there. Um, give yourself a chance to heal other people just like you heal yourself when you make something. And, uh, please feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, always looking for for new people, new, new people that like what I do, and um, have a have a wonderful day. Yay! Awesome, Darren, you're awesome. And yeah, you guys definitely check Darren out. Go check out his website. Check out all his artwork. Get some of his art. Stick it up somewhere where you can see it and smile and be inspired to make your own art. And uh, thank you so much again, Darren. This has been such an honor and a privilege. I know how busy you are, and congrats on being a daddy. And it's just the neat journey, huh? Yeah, well, I'm honored. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Totally. All right, everybody, let's take a big inhale together. Inhale some love inside of our hearts. And exhale peace out to the planet. All right. Thanks, Darren. Aloha. Yeah, aloha. Until next time, guys. <laughs> All right, big dream dancers, I know you want to start making a difference in your life and the planet today. So head on over to djvaleriebelove.com forward slash podcast for your free dream sheet for the weekly Dance Our Dreams experiments. And remember, I'll check you out on Facebook Live every Manifesting Monday at 11, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on the DJ Valerie Belove page for support on each week's experiment. And I really, really do know how busy you are, and it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so other badass changemakers like you can benefit from this show too. Sending from my heart to yours. Peace, love, and aloha.